Brian, what's going on? What up, what up? How you doing today? Enjoying your holiday? Yeah, man, we're doing well. We're doing well. Can't complain too much. A lot of a lot of kid time today, but that's good stuff. So that is good stuff. What's going on, fellas? Hey, Turtle, what's up today, man? Oh, you know, all is good. I get very excited for these shows. I, I thoroughly enjoy them. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, so we got uh, two more coming for our mock draft episode. So we'll give these guys a chance to join. <clears throat> guys been doing anything good on your, uh, your holiday here? I know, Matt, you're prepping for a big vacation. Yes, sir. Today was, uh, did some packing, also got to the mall, um, got some weddings this, this, uh, summer. So I just decided to get custom suit built. So I went for all my measurements and whatnot. Oh, hopefully you went Indochino. I did actually. I'm going to have to talk to you about that. I've, uh, I need a new suit. It was actually a really, really, uh, seamless experience. So. No uh, we'll, see how, we'll see how it is when it comes in, but no, no pun intended on the seamless. <laughs> Correct. All right, let's see if we can get Jay unmuted. What's up, fellas? Jay, what's, up, what's Jay? going on, buddy? What's going on, guys? All, right. all you know, living the dream. All right, we're all here. Uh, let's uh, let's roll that intro music to start. This week we got Utopia by Ashutosh. So we'll roll that music. And then we'll get to, right to the show. All right, guys. That doesn't pump you up for a rookie mock draft V1. All right. We're going to probably try to do one of these per month leading up to the draft. A lot's going to be happening on the rookie circuit, uh, you know, over the next few months or so. A lot of stuff's going to change. So these aren't written in stone, but we got some good ideas on who these guys are based on their college profiles. That's pretty much what we've got right now. And, we're going to use the sleeper app mock draft functionality for this. So we've created a room and we're going to do three rounds worth in this um, mock draft. So there's five of us on the call today. We're going to uh, each take one and we'll let the computer draft auto draft in the, uh, the blank spot. And we'll talk about that one. Until then, um, we'll go two picks per round for three rounds. So we'll each be picking six total. So 36 guys, we'll talk a little bit about them, what we like, what we don't like. This will be um, dynasty style. So that will be taken into account. Um, it will be super flex. So we'll take into account the extra emphasis on QB. And we'll be going as if the starting lineups are three starting wide receivers and only two starting running backs. So if that leads you to have a little extra emphasis on wide receiver, so be it. Those are the rules and regulations. Before we jump in, you guys got any uh, news you want to talk about? 
Oh man, just enjoying the uh, the three day weekend over here. You know, I've I've uh, actually I've had very little time, despite Corey's best attempts to trade me his players at maximum value. Right, I I have had very little time to be thinking through stuff. Oh no, kidding! See, I've not gotten many trade offers over the last few days, but. You were texting earlier about that Brandon Cooks rumor. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, I don't know how to feel about it, right? Because I just traded for Cooks. Uh, probably gave up a little bit more than I needed to. But um, I really, I mean, he's just, he's that lunch pail kind of guy, right? He's wide receiver too, year in, year out. Um, if he ends up on the Raiders, I think he's got probably a higher upside quarterback throwing him the ball but he also has more competition to to uh to get those points so i i don't know you know i'm i'm, I'm cautiously optimistic oh God. i've just been trying to I've, I've, i'm over here just trying to get debo on uh on Corey's team but he just won't give me a shot just keeps really? turning me down just keeps turning me down all right well Corey's on the call you got anything to to rebuttal on that uh, no, lots to sort through. I'll tell you that right now, lots to sort through. But as of right now, nothing I'm jumping at. <laughs> okay. He's Not to, to say the offense are uh, bad. It's just it's hard. It's, it's just hard for me to uh, do some of them. Uh, you can't decipher. You can't decipher which which one's trying to wax you and which one's actually a fair trade to build longevity for your uh, for your running back room. I get it. It's it's a hard thing to it's a hard thing to figure out. I get it, Corey. Tyler's floating that rubber worm, man. Corey's just not biting. Not at all. Mm. I feel yeah. like to trade a stud, I need to get a stud back at least one, and I haven't found one that I can get back yet. Well, I offered you two, my friend. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, why don't you try offering me a stud? But before we talk trades, maybe offline of this, why don't we jump in at the 101 of the 2022 rookie mock draft? Turtle, you're going to be on the clock. You yep. can uh, make your selections right in the sleeper app. The the five of us will follow along in there. And um, just let us know your thought process as you make the pick. Yeah, definitely. Just uh, just to clarify, so I'm going I'm – going, uh... Five consecutive picks or just one pick and then we'll keep going? You're going 101 and then you're going to pass it off to the 102. That's going to be perfect. Around. That's what I thought. Okay. You cool. won't be picking again until uh, we'll, we'll snake this. So you'll pick the uh, the 112 and then you'll pick the 201. All right. Sounds good. Well, I'll just make it uh, pretty easy. I'm going to take uh, Traylon Burks with the 101. Okay. And my reason being is since Corey won't trade me Debo, I might as well get the next best thing. This man is 6'3", 225 pounds. He dominates the catch after run, and you know what? I think that he's just going to be an absolute monster. Whichever team gets him is going to be extremely blessed to have him. Um, He received one of the highest grades out of uh, any of the wide receivers in this class. Um, So I just think that he's probably the best, best option off the board. Plus, I have such a big running back room now that I feel like he's the guy. I hear you. So let's take a let's take a pause. Uh, Jay, you got the one hundred and one in our real rookie draft. Did did Tyler just convince you? No, no. Uh, I, I know it's going to be a deep draft for wide receivers, and I have a couple of picks later in the round. So I'm probably if in the one hundred and one, I'm leaning towards the running back. But okay, that that could change between now and then. But Burks, you definitely can't go wrong, especially based on his roster. I would say if I had his team, I would probably go that route. Gotcha. 
All right, Tyler, so you can go ahead. I started up the mock draft. You can select Traylon Burks there with a one-on-one. Wow. That's going to be – Wow. Uh, I don't know. We got some sleeper sound effects. Hashtag not a sponsor, but sorry about those extra noises. That's um, muted now, boys. That's muted now. You learned from mistakes. What a pick. Leap All right, VD, you're on the clock. Talk us through it. Oh, well – I got to be honest, I, I was expecting Traylon Brooks to be there for me at one, two, so I'm already a little rattled. Um, I think here I am going to have to go with Brees Hall. Not because I want to, but because I think he's the best player on the board. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a three down back, you know, he's not, he's not Jonathan Taylor. He's not, you know, your your Saquon Barkley, these generational talents that's coming out and just, you know, absolutely gonna dominate the game their first year. But I think he is, you know, he's he's gonna get the ball, he's gonna carry the ball, he's gonna get, you know, at least fifty to sixty percent of some teams uh workload, you know, first year in, projecting to be a David Montgomery type back, you know, that's a that's a back end RB one, RB two type player. You know, old reliable. Uh, I'll I'll take him on my team. And that was exactly going to be my follow-up question. And we'll spend a little bit more time, maybe talking or, or on the the top twelve to eighteen picks, and then we'll move it a little quicker once we get to the lower end. But on Brees Hall, Iowa Cyclone, right where David Montgomery was, a lot of comps to him. Um, can you be mad spending a, a draft pick that high? Do you think he's got? a David Montgomery ceiling or can he bust through that and go, go, go into that uh, maybe low end RB one territory in his career trajectory? Yeah. I mean, the thing with Brees Hall, right. He can catch balls. He showed that in college. Um, you know, the thing that he can't do is he's not going to break away those Jonathan Taylor type runs, right. He's not going to run away from defenders. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to be scoring any 70 yard touchdowns. If he, if he breaks through, Right. And, and the thing, you know, I think I like about him is he's a shifty player. If you watch him in this tape, he's jumping all around, you know, he can make those, those quick cuts, get through the, get through the hole and get to the next level. Right. But he's not going to be breaking off those long runs. He's probably going to get run down. Um, But, you know, I mean, you don't necessarily need him to break off those long runs if he's got, if he's, if he's consistently breaking through and getting those first downs. So, you know, I, I think he could be, you know, he could be a back-end RB1. Um, I doubt he's going to be getting the receiving profile of a top three running back, but hey, who knows? You know? Let's just put it this way. Matt Matt used to uh, Matt used to draft Brees Hall when he uh, played Madden with myself and Corey, <laughs> and he used to take us to RBU school with him. He was breaking 70-yard touchdowns, so I wouldn't put it past this man. Oh, all right, all right. Hey, maybe maybe Turtles, right? You put him behind a good offensive line. I mean, a lot of these picks, guys, will caveat everything by saying um, situations going to going to determine a lot. But but yeah, Turtles, right? You you open a hole big enough. Um, not just anyone can run through it. But yeah, you're right. He's shifty. He can he can if he gets to the second level, he's not going to be an easy guy to take down. He's a big big RB, Brian. So good pick. Yeah, and, and I and I know I just rattled Jay because that's his 101 pick. <laughs> it's. It's okay. I was ready to pivot off of that because I figured he wouldn't be there at three. So, all right, take it away. I guess that's, a good, that's, a good, that's probably a good segue into my pick, and I'm probably going to shock you a little bit because I think Garrett Wilson is probably the popular name, but I, I'm going to lean Drake London here. I want some size 
and I, I want thought that he'd be speed. there at my six, Jay. I thought he would be there so, at one hundred six. So I'm definitely gonna go Drake London here. Uh, his profile, his uh, you know, obviously played well. Only had half the season in 2020. Um, but anybody who's getting comp to Mike Evans and can get open like that in the middle of the field, uh, that's a guy I want to sign up. You know where I'd love him to go if if so. I have the 103. If he ended up, um, if if Mike Evans walks right, and if he ends up in San Diego as that X receiver, oh baby, Mike Williams, yeah, oh baby, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, Mike, Mike Williams, sorry, yeah, yeah, uh, that's that. I, I certainly like the profile now. He, correct me if I'm wrong. That was uh, that's where Amon 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 Ra was last year, right? USC with Drake London. It was, yeah. Yeah, and and I know uh, we've seen what he did. Uh, obviously, turned into who knows, maybe a Debo type player. A lot of a lot of of uh, teams are going to try to find that Debo, and we'll see if if Amon Ra has staying power. But clear clear runaway talent on that team in the past few years is Drake London. He was going to be. From my point of view, if, I, if he was there at the 106, my take was going to be I got probably the best guy I thought on the board there at the 106. Um, Jay, with a with a smart move there to scoop him at the 103. All right. So um, the 104, Corey, that's going to be you. We'll kick it over to you. Who you actually you actually have the 104 in real life? So you either which is why I picked it, but. But since I, I do want to mix up a little bit because we haven't really found landing spots for any of these plays yet. So yeah. it's still going kind of like on a what if kind of thing. But I think to mix up a little bit, we're in a super flex league, right? So I think I'm going to mix it up and I'm going to go Malik Willis, 1-6. Uh, he kind of reminds me of the guy that Matt just traded for, Trey Lance. He's kind of in the middle of Trey Lance with the upside of Lamar Jackson, if that makes any sense. I think in dynasty and in fantasy in the NFL in general, I would say that you chase upside. And this guy to me is dripping, dripping with upside. And since I have two locked in fairly solid quarterbacks, I think I could take the chance in ride Malik with hopefully he gets picked by a good team and he has a, a good spot, a good uh, landing spot and good playing time. But I just think that Malik Willis at 1-6 could also serve as a good trade chip down the road if I needed to move him for another position of need later on in the draft. So I've been going Malik Willis 1-6. All right. So the, the guy out of Liberty. Turtle, let me pull you in. You texted me, I remember. This was back in October. You said it, Malik, it was a Saturday. I think Liberty had a game maybe against a ranked opponent. You texted me, said you're going to watch this. This might be the the 101 in the draft. Uh, I had no idea who he was, but you made me tune in, see the dual threat kind of uh, in real life. So you're the first guy who whoever brought Malik Willis to my attention. What do you think of, of how the rest of the season played out October through the end? And, and do you think he's got staying power in the NFL? Oh, man. Yeah, he was uh, he was unreal in college. He he uh, he put Liberty on the map as a program. You know, they they were a top 25 team for a while. They were. They were winning all their games. I was betting on them every single week. And I think that he does have the dual threat capability. And it's really just a matter of where he lands in this draft. I think he'll be a huge upside player, like Corey said. And uh, he's definitely worth taking a chance on. Because 
I know his accuracy can improve, but he has all of the fundamentals and all of the tools to really be successful at the next level. And that's all these teams are looking for. They want to see some sort of potential and they want to see it sooner than later. So I think, I think he's a good, I think he's a good uh, prospect. Okay. Just throwing it out there, guys. Malik Willis, he lands in uh, Pittsburgh. Do you like that? I don't hate it. Okay. I think the hometown guys goes to Pittsburgh, though. I, I think they're going to take uh, a shot at. Kenny. I got Malik Willis. I got Malik Willis going to the to the new Generals, but uh, so the Pittsburgh's not a bad spot either. Commanders, I mean, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they they they're definitely looking for someone. All I right, think Pittsburgh's going to have to trade up no matter where they go for a quarterback. I don't think the one they want's going to be there at twenty. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It, it would have to take a fall. All the mocks, you know, aren't having QBs all that high, but we see we see things change every year. And the combine over the next few weeks is we know people are going to put good stuff on tape and they have good interviews and all that. They're going to shoot up draft boards. People are going to like what they see. All right. So, guys, uh, the computer is drafting in the five hole. They took Garrett Wilson. What do you guys think about that one? I mean, great value at 1-5. You got to think, right? Can't hate that. Corey, what's your take on Wilson? Uh, Garrett Wilson, I believe that's the um, He's Buckeye. I would say he would probably be – if I was going to say we have two locked-in studs, if I had to guess in this draft, I would probably go Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Yeah. He's just a surefire guy. He's very fast. He reminds me of um, – he's elite, elite route running, so he kind of reminds me of Debo a little bit. He's a, a big rackability guy, and that's what you want of a modern NFL what wide if, receiver. So I think. What if Garrett Wilson goes to the Cleveland Browns? How are you going to feel about him then? That's the thing. This is all speculated because we don't know what team they're on, so it's kind of tough. But he goes on the Cleveland Browns, and they trade Baker Mayfield for I don't know. Say they say they trade him for Derek Carr, which is kind of crazy. But I've heard that float around too. Then I like it. If it's Baker Mayfield, I don't like it, but. Baker might only be around for a year, so I still might take the chance on Wilson since we're in a dynasty league where I could possibly use him in 23. Yeah. You could have a little bit of that Chase Burrow magic there too, though, because Baker Mayfield played high school football for one season with Garrett Wilson. So keep that in mind. Well, then I'll be all over Wilson at the 1-4 then, if that's the case. We we dig in deep here at the dynasty drama. What a, what a factoid by Jay. Good, good one right there. Did not know that. All right, uh, I'm on the 106. I'm on the clock. I'll be drafting back-to-back here at 106 and 107. Um, but I am going to be particular in my order, as if this was a continuous and it wasn't a turn with a singular team. So I'm going to be going RB. I wanted Wilson at the 106 or Drake London. They're both gone. That really threw a wrench into things. Um, I'm going to go with who I think is not the best running back, but potentially has the most upside, and that's going to be Kenneth Walker. So Kenneth Walker at the 106, six overall. Um, the only other running back on the board of the big three is Isaiah Spiller. And you know what? I don't really have anything bad to say about that kid. Uh, but Kenneth Walker, I think, did – a lot this past year. Now, a lot of knocks you're going to hear. Wake Forest, transfer, you know, didn't put up big numbers. What do I care about? I care about the most recent tape. I care about the breakout age, and I care about 
him showing uh, he can put one foot in the ground and make a cut and get upfield quick. He started catching passes at Michigan, not prolific, but uh, if you if you're get, catching an extra three to four balls a game out of the backfield, that's going to keep you on the field, uh, and maybe. Kenneth Walker profiling. We'll see what he weighs in at and what his height is. A lot of speculation. He could be on the smaller side. It could be something that gets him on the field immediately if he's out there uh, catching passes, maybe learning from a third down role and growing into it. So I think he's got some staying power. He put some good film on tape. Um, Turtle, I think you were talking Kenneth Walker up recently. You like the pick or did I miss by uh, not taking Spiller? No, I think Kenneth Walker is a good pick. I, I'm not positive on this, but I think he might have led the NCAA in um, in uh, making defenders miss. So, I mean, that's definitely a pretty good stat that you want on your squad. If he if he can get out in space, he'll 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 be dominant. But I think he is on the smaller side. Maybe a comparison to like Michael Carter, um, who you don't know if he can be a three down back. Definitely proved a lot last year, but I feel like they have the same type of profile. So we'll yeah. see. I mean, he he, he kind of got screwed out of being a, a Heisman Trophy candidate. You know, he uh, put up he put up the numbers to uh, at least be recognized, but for whatever reason, he. Felt I think with Kenneth Walker, landing spot is going to be huge for him. That's just my opinion. But yeah, agree. Miami, uh, Houston, he screams Houston Texans to me. I don't know why, but uh, I could see him really thriving in Houston. Hey. Doak Walker Award winner, if I'm not mistaken. That's for the best running back in the nation. There's always bias in, in awards and award season. But um, personally, like what I saw, put the Spartans on the map. Uh, for the first time in a while, they were dangerous for a long time. Um, pay, attention, pay attention to what weight he shows up with at the Combine, though. If he's if he's under 210, I mean, he, I, I, w- I would like to see him a little heavier. Yeah. Yeah, I think the weigh-in is going to be important. And I think if he and his team is smart, um, they may have heard the uh, you know the whispers right now, and he's he's in bulking season and, and he's getting ready now. So we'll we'll see what happens. Won't have to wait long. The next pick, I'll go right ahead. Um, Superflex weighing very heavily right here, similar to Corey's pick. I'm going with who I perceive as. Uh, aside from Malik Willis as the biggest dual threat uh, QB in this group, and that's Matt Corral. Um, Ole Miss, good season. When you think about Ole Miss, um, you don't really think about QB because over the past few years we've had some absolute beast wide receivers come out of Ole Miss. Can anyone name some beast wide receivers the past three years? DK. Yeah, we got DK. If I'm not mistaken, we got more. AJ Brown. We got AJ yeah. Brown and we AJ got AJ Brown and we got Elijah Moore. So Corral, you know, he's uh he's used to having a nice NFL ready wide receiver, at least working with them. And uh I don't I don't know if that if he's working in a more pro ready offense because they're producing absolute studs at the wide receiver position. He he has the wheels that I think is gonna give you um at least out of the box. A, a good fantasy floor, you know, and the the QBs who can can consistently get you 30 to 40 yards a game, um, that's an extra touchdown if you're in a four point per touchdown league. And, and that's big because if they're averaging 
or or if that's their floor, you're going to have those those weeks where they get in on the ground, they get 50, 60 yards instead of the 30 to 40 floor. And um, those are guys we saw what Hurts did. You don't need to be a great passer. Um, you just need to have um, some good draft capital, some staying power, and you, you string together some, a few wins. And, and on the fantasy side of things, it's going to be really, really good to have a player like Mac Corral if he, can, if he can put it all together for the right team. Absolutely. The only thing, the only thing with Corral, do you, guys, do you guys feel that him skipping the senior bowl is going to affect his stock at all or no? No. I don't. I, I thought that when people skip things, I kind of te- tend to agree with the whole, uh, you know, they're in a circle of saying the only thing you have to do here is is lose something. I think right now, Corral, I wouldn't be surprised if um, if he's the first guy off the board. I know Pickett is, is, is the one we're talking about, but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some draft day uh, drama and, and Corral was the first one to go. Good arm, good pocket awareness, mobile. We know we know teams are looking for mobility. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. So let's see who the computer selects next. This is at the 108. They win Spiller. Uh, Brian, what do you think about the Spiller pick? Obvious or? Yeah, I mean, obvious. Team five is just getting talent dropping to them. <laughs> so you got the Wilson drop and the Spiller drop. Yep. I believe yes. wasn't that supposed to be Noah? Yeah, it was. It was. And I'm sure he would like those picks. But um Isaiah Spiller, Texas A and M, what do you guys think of him? I mean, to me he's the other my my top three running backs in this draft class are Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller, Kenneth Walker, right? Mm-hmm. Um I, I am I am an outspoken uh not a fan of Kenneth Walker. Um just based on pure size alone, uh, you know, but Isaiah Spiller, I, I, I think he's, he, he's another potential three down back. He's probably going to end up in a timeshare someplace. I don't think he's going to end up as the guy someplace. I would be really actually, you know, genuinely, genuinely be surprised if any of these guys ended up as the guy right off the bat. Um, and I, I think the situations, uh, the teams in the end, the teams in the NFL right now that need a starting running back generally uh, in a position to compete, um, you know, but my, minus a few, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I like to get, I, I'm interested to see what he does. Yeah. I, I will say if you get some weird thing happen, like whatever happened in that Baltimore backfield in preseason last year and you know, one of these guys is there. Talk about a dynasty stock riser. Um, so if anyone does get in that good situation, I'd say look out for these these three. He's just he's got the he's you know, he's got the name, uh the name curse, right? CJ Spiller before him. I you know, I don't know. No relation. No relation. All right, Corey. We got you at the one oh seven eight nine. All right. I'm going to mix it up a tiny bit, I think, here. Maybe not mix it up, but I think one of my favorite receivers in this draft, outside of um, outside of Burks, I'm going to go Ohio State, Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. I think staying at Ohio State, I believe he stayed all four years, so he might be a little on the older end. 
But I think Olave really, I think it helped him staying in college for the extra for the extra year because I believe he could have entered the draft last year, but he I guess he wanted to uh, try to get a higher draft stock, which I'm assuming he probably did. Because mm-hmm. I'm assuming he'd go first round. So I think here with the wide receivers going to stop falling off the board here. I think I'm going to go and nab Olave as I believe. I also have him projected going to the Patriots, so he could possibly be a WR1 in a year or two. So I like that. Okay. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried about Olave, right? I mean, you, you made the point that he's a four-year player, right? That's the only – yeah. That's the only thing that is the downside that obviously, you know, obviously this could change between now and the draft, but looking at the guys, I obviously like a couple of other guys better than him. I was, I was torn between him and the, the receiver from Purdue, but I ultimately went with him. But, so uh, Brian, Brian, is your point you were trying to make? You like to see your you you like to see guys declare early. Is that the point? No, not so much that. More okay. so that I mean, he is the old dog on that squad, right? Which you know, if, if you look at college production, typically as as the players age in, right, they're becoming the wide receiver ones on their respective teams, right? But you have Garrett Wilson coming in, basically supplanting Chris Olave as the wide receiver one on that offense. You've got Jackson Smith uh, coming in and replacing him as the wide receiver one on that offense, right? I mean, he was a, he was a, effectively the wide wide receiver three at offense this year, right? Between mm-hmm. behind Garrett Wilson and Jackson Smith, um, you know, I, I I would have liked to have seen him be the guy, right? Yeah. Uh, now. You know, you could you could make the argument that Justin Jefferson wasn't the guy at LSU, right? And uh, and he came in and, and he's last last I checked, he's doing just fine. It worked um, out, you know. But but I would have liked to have seen him sort of stand out amongst his peers, um, his younger peers, as the uh, the old guard on that offense. Okay, so a little warning there on Olave Turtle. You got a you you got any feelings on Olave? I think a lot of people are sleeping on him. I, I think that people see that he's a four-year receiver and they're just not giving him the uh, credibility that he deserves. He definitely has put on a big, uh, a big tape for, you know, for his NFL uh, draft mm-hmm. capital. And I think that if he goes to a good team, he will be a great wide receiver too somewhere. I don't see why he wouldn't be. Um, yeah, wise, I'm not sure what he did in, in college. I know that they Ohio State had a whole bunch of uh, here. Let me see here. So in 2021, he went for 936 yards, 65 receptions, and 13 touchdowns. I mean, if he's going to be even putting up half those numbers at his rookie year, you know, that's a steal. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what he does. Okay. One last thing on Olave, he kind of he kind of reminds me of almost like a chain mover guy. He's very good footwork, so I don't see him as a huge downfield threat. More of like a possession. chain mover, yeah. possession guy. Wes Welka, Julian Edelman, Chris Godwin type kind of guy. I agree with that. Okay, I think I think the perfect landing spot for him would be Chicago, back home with Justin Fields. Yeah, and Rooney, said Rooney and Olave. Yeah, I think the yeah. Bears could definitely use him. Wow! Wow! Okay. Um, so that brings us to Jay, you're on the clock. All right. So tech, theoretically the 110, but, uh, you know, thinking about my team in real life and how I'm going to be building, uh, I'm ecstatic to get Jamison Williams here at this spot. Um, you know, I'm a team that's not going to be looking to compete next year. I'm 
2023 and beyond. So the ACL tear doesn't scare me. This mm-hmm. probably could be the best receiver in this draft class without that in- injury. So I'm pretty excited to get him in the back half of the first round. Gotcha. All right, Jamison Williams, obviously, you know, as Jay mentioned, you got the ACL tear. We've we've spoken a few times about this, though. I don't think any of us are scared of ACLs anymore. I mean, the 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 wonders of modern medicine has allowed a running back to come back from an Achilles in five months or whatever it is. ACLs so much better than what they were even five years ago. Never mind ten. Um, I think Jamison's going to be just fine. The only thing that you hear the knock is, hey. He, he, if I'm not mistake, mistaken, was an Ohio State guy, right? He couldn't get on the field because of some of these guys we're talking about. Um, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, et cetera. He goes and transfers from Ohio State, can't get on the field, to uh, being, you know, just awesome, uh, leading him to the national championship, obviously getting injured, but putting together, you know, a season that should net him a very high draft capital pick um, Brian, Turtle, Corey, any worries about just the, hey, he couldn't win on the first team and he had to transfer to get on the field? Or do you like Jameson? Anybody? He's, yeah, he's as good of an upside play as anybody. I mean, he, he, the the games that I watched that he played and he was burning, he was burning the defenders. So I, I, I like him. I, I like the. Okay, great. Let's move it along. Brian, stick with you. Yeah, no, I I had a guy in mind here, and uh, and now I feel like I'm gonna have to pivot off it because I I didn't expect Kenny Pickett to be on the board here. Um, so I'm I'm gonna grab Kenny Pickett here. Uh, I I not that I personally have a need for a quarterback, but I feel like Kenny Pickett's gonna be a top fifteen quarterback, which means he's gonna get probably at least three years of play in the NFL and. Uh, you know, I mean that those are points, right? Those are those are bye week fillers. Those are injury fillers. Those are you know he he's a he is a player that can contribute on my team day one. And if he goes to a situation like the Steelers where he's got you know um, a, a solid wide receiver core, and uh, if they can build a little bit of the offensive line through uh, free agency or through the draft, I mean he could you know. He could have a good team there, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and he's got, you know, he might not have the wheels of, of Willis or Corral, but when we're talking about QBs with uh, giving you a little bit of a weekly four, floor with the legs, he can certainly do that, right, Brian? Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So, Kenny Pickett, that's my, that's my pick. Awesome. Kenny Pickett to Deontay Johnson, that's what I'm feeling. Yep, yep. Kenny Pickett screams Carolina Panthers. Nah. I'll take it, too. DJ Moore, baby. Let's go all day. Yeah. If Kenny Pickett can dump it off to Najee Harris, I'll be a happy man. Yep. Turtle, you're going to be on the back-to-back here with the 112 and the 201. All right. So with this pick, I'm going to go Kyron Williams, Ooh. running back out of Notre Dame. Uh, the guy's a yak, he's a yak monster, and – from what I've seen and read, he uh, is one of the best pass protectors in this in this draft class, which is, you know, one of the most crucial things to stay on the field in an NFL game. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, last year he he uh, he caught he caught forty two balls for three hundred fifty nine yards and a couple touchdowns, and then he also ran for a thousand yards. So you know this guy has what it takes. the The one downsize downside of him is that they say he's a little bit small, five nine and one ninety nine. But you know what? We've seen a few of these guys that are considered undersized be successful in the NFL, so I don't see why he wouldn't be able to be. Um, he's quick. He's got the uh, he's got the breakaway speed, and he's good at making people miss. So I think that's one of the most important things. So that's my pick there. Let me just let me just pick him on the board. Here we go. Oh, you're picking for me. All right, and then my next my next my next pick to pair with. Uh, <clears throat> to pair with my boy Traylon is going to be uh, the Purdue wide receiver, Bert, uh, David Bell. Sorry. This guy was a monster last year, almost 1300 yards, six touchdowns. And you know what? I don't know too much about him, but I know that he's not, he's not a, a small guy. He's not a big guy like uh Burks or uh Drake London, but I think this man could, could really, uh, make some people miss in the next level and become a possession receiver. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what he does, but that's, that's who I want because I already, I'm pretty good at quarterback right now, you know, with my, with my two young guys. And then I add to a, so, you know, I don't really think I need to, to use any draft capital on a young quarterback. So I'm just going to try to fill up on skill position players and just try to um, get some depth on my team. Hear that. What, uh, could you just tell us his size again, turtle? I, I, I missed that. Yeah, give me one second here. Is there any concerns that he's on the uh, the smaller side? Is he going to uh, profile he's, as a slot guy, or is he no? Big, he's a big guy. He's six two, two oh five. He's not Drake London size two six six five, but you know six two is pretty much all those elite receivers. So he definitely has the elite size. Okay. Um, let's see. Yeah, we'll see what he can do. All right. I mean, Andy needs a WR too, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they're, they're, I think they've been saying that they want one. So, um, pop that into the app, Turtle, and we'll, we'll let Brian pick. He'll be picking the 201. Or, I'm sorry, 202. 202 right now, yeah. And, and actually, I'm I'm super excited because I, I was real worried this guy was going to come off the board. Um, you know, he uh, – he didn't really produce in 2021 due to a, an early season injury, but I think he may actually be the best wide receiver in this class. Uh, and that's George Pickens, right? Um, so I'm going to grab George Pickens here. Feel real good about that. Add to my, add to my, uh, my full stable of wide receivers. I, mean, I got to put an uh, expansion on the barn because it's getting too full in there. So, yeah. <laughs> There's always room on my team if you want to make a trade, my friend. Hey, come on over. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any comps that you've read about George Pickens to you know um, NFL comps that that kind of made you say wow, or is it just uh, the body of work he put on the? I mean, he came he came out of uh, he came out of high school as a I think a five star recruit. Um, you know, going into this year, he was actually the uh, wide receiver one in this draft class until he got hurt, you know, and, and we're talking earlier about ACLs, right? I mean, if we're not worried about ACLs, um, you know, I, I, I think that he is probably another X receiver comp, um, maybe 
someone similar to a Mike Williams, hopefully a little uh, healthier than Mike Williams. But um, he's another guy that, you know, if, if the Chargers grab somebody else early and, uh, you know, Pickens is sitting there in, in round two, round three, um, he, he could be an impact player for them uh, as an X. So he's another guy that, that I'm excited about. Awesome. Great analysis. All right, Jay, um, you're on the clock. All right, so uh, I'm going to take, you know, keeping Superflex in mind, uh, my number one QB in this class. I'm still surprised he's around a little bit. He's a little underrated is uh, Sam Howell. Um, he's got some underrated uh, feet. He can move around in the pocket, get some yards on the ground. Uh, lost his four top weapons last year to the NFL draft, so he had a little bit of a down year in 2021. But I think if you go back to his – Freshman and sophomore years, he put up some huge numbers. So uh, I'm excited to get Sam Howell there to uh, build around. Yeah, I think even it was on the last pod we were talking. It wasn't too long ago, 12 months ago, Sam Howell shooing 101 for real-life NFL draft. So, yeah, a lot of big pieces went away, maybe a down season. But he's got, a good, he's got some good tape, that's for sure. All right, Corey. All right, let's go with the Nittany Lion, wide receiver Jahan Dotson. I believe he's a little undersized, but I think he's going to be somewhat of a sleeper, hopefully. I mean, this is coming in February, so hopefully uh, we'll see what it's like. He He's kind of like a um, – gets a lot of separation. Um, he shows – he's like – he's pretty fast. I don't know how he's going to work against some of the bigger DBs, but – a lot of the top receivers that I like in this draft have already been taken, so I'm going to roll the dice with a little bit of tape that I see. And he's another he's another strong route running guy, so he's probably another one of those possession receivers. But Jahan Dotson, I like from um, Penn State. Okay. And, and how you you were you were talking a little bit about his size? Do you have uh, his measurables or his estimated measurables? I believe he's five eleven, about a buck eighty seven, buck eighty nine. Between 187 and 190, so he's on the smaller side. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, you know, Slim Reaper's <laughs> – I think Slim Reaper would love to be 190. So uh, if he can withstand a full season of, of NFL hits, I'm sure Jahan can as well. Absolutely. Right. We got the Team 5. That's going to be an auto pick. Let's, uh, let's let the computer make that pick. They went QB, Desmond Ritter. I got to admit, I don't, I don't know much about this QB. Um, profiles mostly as a pocket passer, from my understanding. You guys, um, you guys uh, get all tingly when you hear Desmond Ritter. He's definitely got good size. He's a six four two fifteen, so he's definitely uh, got the pocket passer profile. Big arm, I'm assuming. I mean, Bearcats had their best season in the history of the program this year, so. That yeah. goes to show uh, how, how far they took off under his leadership. Sure. Got it. Okay. Noted. All right. I'll move on. I'll be, again, on the back-to-back. So this is this is representing the 206. And, guys, I am going to go with who I think may just be the most talented wide receiver in this entire class. Um. I really think that had it not been for injury, Justin Ross would be the top receiver off the board today. Let me take you back to 2018. He's a true freshman 
at Clemson. Um, here's who his other receivers are. Now he's got he's got Trevor Lawrence, right? You got T. Higgins. He's the wide receiver one. That's second round pick. You got Hunter Renfro. He's, uh, I believe it was a fifth round pick, um, but still NFL guy. Wide receiver three, Amari Rogers, drafted this past year, round three. Of course, Travis Etienne catching balls out of the backfield. And then you got the true freshman, Justin Ross. He played in 14 games. He had 46 grabs, 1,000 yards, and nine touchdowns as a true freshman from Trevor Lawrence in the national championship game when they blew out Alabama. Uh, He went on and uh, 74-yard touchdown on the big stage, so we know he can do it. Now, follow that year up, um, 865 and 8. Then we had a, a really bad neck injury. We don't know if he's going to be the same, what he can do at a higher level. I, I, I don't know. You don't know. Um, the doctors have cleared him. But uh, it could be one wrong hit, hit and he's done. Or he could never have this problem with the neck again and go out and ball like he was as a freshman and as a sophomore. Um, I think at this point, you're in the middle of the second round. Time for some big upside swings. It's not like a first-round pick where you might want to say, I'm going to take a take a solid pick. I'm not going to lose this one. But here I am, middle of the second round, 18th pick overall. I'm comfortable taking a big swing for the fence. If I strike out, I strike out. But that's Justin Ross. What do you guys think? I like it. Sorry, solid pick. We got a few guys on mute here. But, okay, so I'm going to go back-to-back here. Now, we play tight end premium. Again, I'm going to take a little bit of a swing here uh, and take who I think is the top tight end on the board. There's a lot of Trey McBride versus uh, Jalen Wertemeyer talk. I'm going Jalen Wertemeyer. He was the guy um, at the start of the season, uh, a lot of hubbub about him. Big guy. This is, again, we're in the middle of the second round. This is someone I can afford to sit on for a little bit. Uh, If you're in a tight end premium format, he profiles as a move tight end. Maybe immediate impact down in the red zone. He gets some packages as a rookie. Um, Sure, all tight ends are going to have to take time to develop, learn to block. But I think he can put up a Pat Fryermuth type season. Wow. Uh, Fryermuth was – he was – you know, he didn't do much between the 20s, but once you got down in the red zone, the mute got loose, right? You know? <laughs> so, uh, can, can Wertemeyer do do something similar? Uh, I certainly think so. He's a big guy. He's uh, He's got a little wiggle to him. And if he can box out people down there like Muth was doing, let's see what he can do. What do you think? First tight end off the board by me at the, uh, the 207. Yes, Matt. I like it. I like it. The only thing I'll say is uh, I'll wait for uh, my boy Brock Bowers to come off the board next year before I draft a tight end. <laughs> but okay. I do like Wittemeyer. Gotcha. I don't know much about Mr. Bowers. I don't. Look we'll get to learn time. about him because he's an animal. Gotcha. Okay. Well, let's let the computer auto-pick this next one. That's I was going to say a little thing on uh, uh, word of my, I believe he's uh he's a, he's kind of a beast. He's like six, six, almost two seventy five. If I'm not mistaken, it's, I don't know if that's big enough, but I believe he ran like a four, six, four, seven, 40. So he's not exactly uh slow. 
but last time yeah. I checked, six two seventy five is a pretty big human being. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. For, for running a four seven forty, that's a, that's he's moving. He's yes, moving. He's moving, and that's why I think you know uh, uh, wherever he lands, even on a bad team, um, I don't see how you don't put him in your red zone packages. You know, if, even if he's not the tight end one, I, he's got to be down there. He's just a big body with a sure pair of hands. Um, I like him, Jalen Wertemeyer. 207, and then we had the Christian Watson. That's a guy I don't know much about. What do you guys know about Christian Watson? Nothing. O- overhyped, man. Yeah, yeah. Over- I, I, I've heard, I've heard him, you know, on the on the podcast rounds, but I've not dug into him. Um, what do you know about him, Brian? Yeah, I mean, he he's the wide receiver at North Dakota State, right? North Dakota State was uh, was Trey Lance's college. Um, you know, he, he put up some stats. I, I don't know. Everything that I've heard about him is he's he's not polished. He's big, right? He showed out at the Senior Bowl, which is great. I mean, you know, but looks like here he's averaged three to four catches a game. I don't know that I want to see a wide receiver going this high, averaging only three to four catches a game in his college uh, body of work. I mean, I think the reason why they're saying he's so good is just because of his pure athleticism. They they're just comparing him and just they're just saying that he's just so freakishly athletic that he might be worth a flyer, which yeah. I get because that's what you're looking for on your team. You want somebody that can just outrun somebody. Sure, he's one of those guys that are shooting up draft boards, but you know that's that's Twitter hype in my mind. Yeah, could be. Okay. All right, let's keep it moving right along. We're almost uh, halfway done with, or more than halfway done with round two, almost three-quarters of the way through. Corey, you're going to get us to that 75% mark. What do you say? All right, let's go with, I'm going to take the junior out of UCLA, Zach Charbonnet. Oh. He led a very good season last year. I want to say, I think he had about 13 touchdowns, ran for over 1,000 yards. And he also can catch the ball out of the backfield. He had 24 receptions for 197 yards, and he had a long catch of 35. I don't know if he scored on, in the air, but he looks like a guy who will profile very well coming out of the backfield. Now let me ask you, Corey, if you had to pick someone else, who would you pick? Because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Charbonnet said he wants to stay for one more year. Do you guys confirm or deny that? I yep. think so he hasn't declared yet? No, I don't think – yeah, I think he's staying. I think he, uh, I think he missed, or he, he either missed the declare, he didn't declare or he declared that he wants to come back. All right. Well, this, I guess, saying if he's staying, then I'll, I will pivot to uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, Emil White. Okay. Oh, so I think he's going to be probably a day two pick in the actual draft. I'm thinking if Lenny playoff Lenny leaves, Emil takes over over there with um, with Vaughn and possibly Jones. So I can see him going over there. Um. The only problem I have with Zemir White, he's been hurt a bunch of times, I think. I think he's already had a couple of ACLs. The so next I think Georgia running back. Yeah. So yeah. if I had to pivot off of Charbonnet, I didn't realize he had not declared yet. I would have to go I'd have to go probably either him. I mean, I already took a wide receiver, so I'd probably go yeah, I'd probably go Zemir White most likely. Right. Well, uh, if I had to go, you know, on, on the whim, I'd go Zemir White. I'd have to think about it more, but Okay, let's lock in Zamir, and uh, Jay, you're up next. Yeah, I'm going to reach a little bit just because I don't think he's the highest-rated running back left on the board, but uh, but sometimes you got to just go get your guys that you believe in. So uh, Tyler Elidier from uh, BYU. 
uh, the running okay. back. I like this kid a lot. Um, I want, obviously, landing spot's going to be a big deciding factor on some of these running back picks. But uh, just based on the talent and what I've seen from him, I don't mind reaching for him right now. Okay. You took my pick, my friend. That's who I wanted. Mm-hmm. It's always nice to snipe in the mock drafts, just like in real life. Yeah, you snipe, you snipe me in the mock draft. I was hoping that nobody even figured out who the kid was, and he fell to me in the fifth round since that's the only types of picks I got. <laughs> that's good shit. Uh, Brian, let's uh, let's snipe Turtle once more before he picks next. Who you oh, got? absolutely, yeah. Uh, right now I'm going to grab uh, Rashad White okay. as the running back stable upside, guys. Keep the, uh, keep the running back uh, – train going right now three in a row tell us about Rashad what do you like about him uh you know I just think that he is a he's a good size he's six one he's a little little undersized in terms of the weight um you know I I I I, I like the player he put up some good stats in college and was trying to pull him up right now um but he's definitely a good dual threat yeah. 43 passes. Yeah. Uh, if he's showing a propensity to catch the ball. Yeah, so last season, he's a, he's a true senior, uh, 182 attempts, 1,000 yards, 15 touchdowns, 43 for 456 through the air. I mean, he's, he could be a dual threat running back coming out of uh, Arizona State. Sure. Yeah. Plus, he's, he's got an NFL name, right? I got to love these guys that have NFL names. Rashad White, that just screams Hall of Fame. Hey, as long as he's not Lake Seastrunk. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys remember that boy. All right, uh, Turtle, I hope you didn't want Rashad White because that would have been back-to-back tonight. No, but we will be keeping we will be keeping the RB run going, and I will be going with Miami Bourne, brother to... One of the greats, Dalvin Cook's brother, James Cook. Okay. Now, he is very hard to pinpoint because Georgia ran a three uh, three running back set all year. Actually, they might have even had four running backs in there consistently. So it was very hard to say who was going to be the best one. But at least Zamir White and James Cook are both NFL prospects. So I'll take the name recognition with James Cook, and I'll take a flyer on him and hope that he becomes like his brother. Because who doesn't want a, a cook on their team? Yeah, no, I think, you know, you want to know what? If he's not serving up food for you, I think he's going to be serving up fantasy points. Yeah. I, I might be in the minority, but I think the Georgia Bulldog backfield, um, there's no better place to go, maybe aside from Bama, to go learn how to be a great NFL running back than in Georgia. They just run a great pro-style offense. The line is good. Um, you learn how to get into – Move into the second level. Um, uh, I, I like personally. I like all the Georgia Bulldogs uh, running backs that you mentioned. Uh, if there's four of them, I probably like two of them. You know, yeah. to 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 prosper in the NFL. I think that's a good pick. Yeah, we'll see what he does. And if he runs into any trouble, I'm guessing he he calls up Big Bro and says, "Hey, you know, what do I do? I just yeah. got blown up. What would you have done?" No, you're right watch some tape with me you know yeah and then i guess the uh with me on the wraparound i'm gonna take i'm gonna take the quarterback here and i'm gonna go with big strong arm 
Carson Strong. Yeah. I gotta I gotta tell you, Turtle, I've seen him ranked some in some sites as the number two RB. You're getting him here with the first pick of the third round. That's that's gonna feel good in Superflex. Yeah, he's supposed to be pretty good. I mean, obviously we don't really get to watch Mountain West football very often down here since we live in well, I live in SEC territory. But you know, from what I hear about him, he's got a pretty, pretty big arm. Um Needs to work on his uh, accuracy a bit, but he's he's got all the fundamentals to be a good quarterback at the next level. So, you know what? For a fifth round pick, I'll I'll, I'll take it and and hopefully I hit on it just like the lottery. All right. I think that I think that's saying he has the baby hands of this draft. Baby hand. He's baby hands. Yeah, he's got the little hands, but sometimes that doesn't matter. All right, very good. Uh, thanks, Turtle. We'll keep it moving. We'll uh, we'll try to speed through this last round. Maybe give a little less context for each one. But uh, as we approach the hour mark here, um, but yeah, um, Brian, your pick and, and why you're making it. Yeah, I mean this this one is just purely based on the fact that I like guys with the last name Moore. Guy Moore, come on down. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I think I think that's a good pick. This this late. It's uh, it's good. He's he's high on a lot of boards. He's a Boise State guy, right? Uh, no, he is Western Michigan. Oh, Western Michigan boy. Yep, yep, very good. Yep. Where did Antonio Brown go to school? That's where he went. I was gonna say he's a Western Michigan guy too. So wow, uh, if he's not the head case, then uh, you might have a good guy on your hands. It's a nice <laughs> All right, Jay. All right, I'm going to go with Wandale Robinson. This is a pick you should like, Matt, because he's Bastard. been uh, compared to Kadarius Tony. So uh, I know he's probably on your radar screen. So I'll uh, get up on Not only on my radar screen, he's on my laptop screen. I'm ready to keep the Kentucky <laughs> stats here, 13, 34, and 7. What can you tell us about Wandale that I don't know? Uh, he's he's getting the comps to a LaVisca Chenault, Debo Samuel, slash Kadarius Tony, great in the open mm-hmm. field. Um, transferred from Nebraska, didn't really get on the field the first two years very much, but uh, this year exploded on that pretty decent Kentucky team this year. So um, I'll take a playmaker in the open field and see what he can do. Nice. Good analysis, Jay. Wondell Robinson, that's he seems like a boom or bust guy. I don't know. I, I just recently traded Jay for Will Fuller. Will Fuller is a complete boom or bust guy, and he kind of reminds me of that. But without the injuries, I think Wondell Robinson could be really, really effective. Yeah. So if Robinson uh, was someone you liked, who are you going to end up taking at uh, at the 304? I'm going to go dual prospect. He's a dual five-star recruit for baseball. So the um, running back, I'm going to go Jerrion Ely. All right. Yep. Jerrion Ely is going to be my running back. Obviously, you know he's got the knack because he's because he's got, he's got the size. He's he's small. He's not a prototypical between the tackles running back. I don't think so to say, but I think he has potential to be good. He's gonna he catches a lot of pass, passes out of the backfield. So uh, his size is something that would worry a lot of people, which is worrying me. But at this stage of the draft, I'm willing to take somewhat of a a gamble on of a a nice dual athlete. I like guys who can play two sports. It shows they got pretty good athletic ability. So. Yeah. Why not try trying to take a uh, waiver on him? Boys, just want to let you guys know this is my round in the real draft, so I appreciate <laughs> you guys putting in all the effort for uh, for oh, me. Are we already in the fourth round? Fifth, actually, baby. 
This is my round. <laughs> so, Corey, you picked Ely. All right, there you go. Now, uh, team five, I'm going to let them auto-pick. Let's see what they grab. They Trey went and grabbed Trey McBride. Damn, I wanted to, I wanted to <laughs> grab Trey. Uh, however, they, I wanted to grab him on the turn with the second pick. The first one was always going to be a one Brian Robinson Jr., um, I mean, I don't know what this guy is going to be, but if this is the 306, I'm not going to hate it. This is this is a, a running back who was stuck by stuck behind, I don't know every uh, every name recognizable running back that's ever come out of Alabama. He's a fifth year senior, so age is not going to be on your size. A little bit of a, a knock from a dynasty format, but. If you're stuck behind Josh Jacobs, Damian Harris, uh, Najee Harris, and God, who who else am I forgetting over Alabama over the past five years? Other other people. He finally got his shot. He stuck around, bided his time, took a redshirt season, played uh, played played this past year. Went for one thousand three hundred forty three yards. 14 touchdowns, grabbed 35 balls for another 300 through the air and another two tutties. Um, I mean, that's production. Now, granted, he's behind the best offensive line in the country at Alabama. And, you know, uh, maybe you take those stats with a grain of salt because uh, the competition and the line in front of him. But um, was he good enough to beat out those other guys? Absolutely not. Uh, But here we are in the middle of of the third. I'm going to take a stab at him. I like it. All right. So um, let's see here. The other one that I'll grab, and you know what? I don't know a, a hell of a lot about him. Uh, maybe I'll pull in Jay for some analysis on him. But it's going to be uh, Johnny Mechie. Um, I recognize the name. I haven't dug in deep on him. I don't think I'm going to be picking real life in in our draft in in this range anyhow. But uh, but I'll go Johnny Mechie. If anyone's got any comments on him, I'll let I'll let you guys speak. I mean, he was he was a pretty high highly ranked uh, Alabama wide receiver, right? Yeah, yeah, you can do a lot worse. You can do a lot worse than him this late in the draft. Six foot one ninety five, uh, coming off an ACL injury of his own. He has all the speed. You know, a little rough around the edges. But uh, I think he's definitely a, a good upside pick this late in the draft. Yeah, wow. 307, Johnny Mechie. There you go. All right, 308 is going to be the computer. And they're going to grab Jalen Tolbert. Heard that name thrown around a lot. But yep. Tolbert South, off the board. 6'3", 195, South Alabama. Back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. Almost went for 1,500 yards this year. So uh, he'll probably run a four four forty. So they're uh, – not a bad pickup. Small name, but big game. Oh, like that. All right, Corey, what do you got? Your last pick of the draft. Last pick of the draft. Let me wrap it up. But tight end premium, so I'm going to try to take the other guy who might have uh, some uh, luck in the NFL. Jeremy Ruckert, Ohio State, 6'5", 253-pounder. Can always can't have enough tight end depth. So uh, I'm going to go with him and take a flyer on uh, Ruckert. Okay. All right, very good. I'll pop that into the draft into the app for you, Corey. Thank you. All right, Jay. All right, I'm going to uh, end my draft class with uh, another wide receiver. I'm going to go Alec Pierce, 
uh, big kid, 6'3", 213, uh, catching balls uh, in Cincinnati from Desmond Ritter. So uh, he's good on the 50-50 balls, and I think he'll have a place in an NFL offense. Okay. Alec Pierce, all right. I'll look out for him. Brian, last pick of the draft. You got Brees Hall, Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, Rashad White, Sky Moore. Who are you rapping with? I mean, it'd be a crime if I didn't end up with another wide receiver. Khalil Shakir joined my squad. Okay. What do you got what do you what do you know about Shakir? Not a, not a lot. I just like the name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we're digging deep here. Turtle, bring us home. Yeah, I'll go UF product, Damian Pierce. From everything that I've heard about him, he's a high upside play. Um, he didn't get too much work in college, but at least his last two years, he, he only rarely ran for 100 uh, attempts. But with those 100 attempts, he uh, put up 500 yards and a bunch of touchdowns. So um, I think he's worth a, worth a flyer. Yeah, split backfields. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Maybe I, he could be a committee piece somewhere. Yeah, all right. We'll see what it is. So there you go. Last, last pick of the... Of our three-round rookie mock, 12 team is Damian Pierce out of Florida. US so, Florida. okay, a few a few housekeeping issues. We we pulled the episode this week up a little early. I'm traveling on vacation. Turtle, congratulations, I think, are in order. You're, you're going on a, a bachelor's weekend away this week, is it? I am, I am. I will or be midweek. in Arizona. It, it, so what is this? It's the festivity starting on Wednesday or and going on weekend? I, no, I leave on Wednesday, go to Scottsdale, staying in this place called Wopeka Golf Golf Resort, and uh, should be a great time. Very excited about it. Should have known you'd be golfing. He's always on the course. All right, guys, so this is the episode for this week. We'll talk to you guys again next week, later on in the week. Uh, hope this rookie mock draft will tide you guys over. Brian, Turtle, Corey, Jason, thanks for all the help this episode. Uh, And we'll leave you one more time with Utopia by Ashutosh. We'll talk to you guys soon.